Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode on the Deal Journeys podcast. Today we have an awesome, uplifting, positive episode with the one and only Kat John. So she, I first found her probably would have been about two months ago through the 440 boys. Shout out to Toddy and Trent. They got me in contact with her and then she was doing a performance or not a performance, her zero fucks movement on the Gold Coast. So I went to the event. I wanted to experience it for myself, see what it was like and it was absolutely amazing. She rocked ass on that stage and absolutely killed it and same thing happened in this podcast. Amazing knowledge and she was like an open book sharing some of her defining moments that shaped her into the person she is today. So without further ado, here it is. On today's episode, we have Kat John speaking about her life, her journey. Thank you for jumping on today. It was awesome to be at the event last night and uh, really sort of get a feel of what it's like. And I was pretty nervous going into it, but yeah. definitely on the other side, it's, it's always good. Yeah, absolutely. Just showing up, like you say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, a way I like to break the ice is Go. by asking you something that not a lot of people know about you or is okay. a weird little habit. I know you show up a lot Ooh. on social media. Yeah. And you're a very like open person, but yeah. just that one thing you do. Oh, okay. So <laughs> wait, what, what were the questions? So just that maybe a weird little habit or something that no one really knows about you. So probably what no one knows is yeah. um, I used to be not a professional singer, but... I used to sing a lot at school and I tried tried out for the first Australian Idol yeah, okay. and got to go, well, was um, in the clear to go to Sydney for the second rounds, but I was in year 12 and it was going to be exam time. So I chose year 12. Um, but singing used to be a huge part of my life and um, I sang in the Australian Girls Choir, I sang at the MCG, I did the Qantas ad, I still call Australia home when I was young. And through that, got to meet Muhammad Ali. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, so that's, not many people know that. No, that's a very <laughs> interesting, cool one yeah. I've ever heard. So yeah. um, what was young cat like? Let's say around, you know, 16, 17, 18. <laughs> like, was she doing zero fucks at school? Just nah, 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 nah. Well, I had like a... I always, I've always had, I guess, a big personality, a, a loud laugh, a big yeah. laugh. Um, cat at 16, 17, 18... Um, I guess particularly around the 18 phase, I got pretty heavy into drugs at the end of year 12. Um, 16, 17, I had a boyfriend. It was my first boyfriend. I was with him for four years. And then when I turned 18, I was like, ugh, I think there's more out for me. So as soon as I split up from him, uh, I got out into the party scene and I I sort of lost myself for a while. Yeah. And um, what do you want to become at that age? So at that age, when I was in year 12, we obviously had to decide what we were going to do. Mm. And uh, I always said to my friends, I want to be a psychologist, but not a traditional psychologist. I want to help people, but not like in that kind of way, not in a traditional psychology kind of way. Mm. And my mates were like, well, nice one, dude. You, There's no diploma for that. Because really going, I guess, for what you want and entrepreneurship wasn't really big back then. No. So they were like, you could do psychology. And I'm like, Ugh, my grades aren't that good enough for that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I chose the path of nursing. So I followed my mum's um, steps yeah. and chose the path of nursing, which was still caring for people and um, serving people. 
but yeah, back then I wanted to help people in a way that didn't really exist in the traditional sense, if that makes sense. Yeah, so a unique little way. And it, yeah. it would have been very much accepted now. Like, uh, if you were 18, like, now you could yep. start a little social media account or something Fully. like those. Oh, and that lines. didn't exist back then. No. 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 We had Nokia 5210s <laughs> back then. That only, you could that. only... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or a Tamagotchi, oh, you I know. Oh, I Tamagotchi. <laughs> I had one of those. Yeah. <laughs> and you could only play Snake on a 5210. Yeah, like, right. that was it. There was no apps. Nada. You could just nah. call someone and text. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So you're, you're at uni, you're studying nursing. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Like, or was um, it more so like you didn't really know what to do and you just did what your parents did? Yeah. There, there, there was, it was the message of like, do a degree, get something behind you. Mm. Um, that's the best way forward. So, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't mind school, but I was, I was being a rat bag at the same time. I was going out partying. I was doing three to four day benders. So I was yeah. rocking up to uni, pretty shit house. You know, te- the, the terrible Tuesdays that came around were for real. Yeah. And then I just back it up again, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So yeah, wow. the first like, yeah, well, all the three years of um, the, the, the nursing degree was just all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I passed. I did well. Yeah, you passed. I That's, passed, but yeah. It was mainly focused on the party scene. It totally was. It was yeah. it, to me. It was like freedom. I've got a car. Yeah. I can do what I want. I'm 18. Yeah. Um. So yeah, my my big focus wasn't really on the studies. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Okay. Now next segment. Yeah. It's all things like business and like usually. I have someone come on and they'll just talk about their business, but I feel like you are the business. Like Correct. it's all personal brand. So I want yeah. to talk about the decisions that you made to yep. get to where you are today. Okay. So the first one I want to um, sort of unravel is like how your ego is sort of holding you back. Yep. Like, you know, all that. How it holds me back now or how it held me back then? How it held you back then. Like right. To become the person you are today. So, for example, when you started to really just unleash your spirit. And yeah, yeah, you yeah. Do you, you know? Okay, so where that first started to take place, when I was 23, I was in the hospital system. I was a registered nurse. Yeah. Um, but from 18 to 23, I was in chronic pain, and I didn't know why. I had this pain in my body that's nerve pain that activated when I was out partying and I thought what the fuck is that it was bad you know it was like someone lights fire in your body and you don't know what to do so um 18 to 23 five years of that I stopped partying at around 21 Mm -hmm. taking the drugs taking the hard drugs at 21 because once I got out into the nursing system I thought fuck I can't care for people and do this at the same time Mm -hmm. but this chronic pain was there so what was starting to happen was my eyes were starting to flicker. I was walking upstairs and sort of like tripping up on the steps. And I thought maybe it was nursing. So I got out of traditional nursing. I started to work for a private surgeon in plastic surgery. It became the head nurse there. And where this all sort of comes about is uh, I, was on, I was also taking high-dose medication, prescription medication like Valium, Endone, you know, the, the, the prescription party poppers. Mm-hmm. And there was one day I was at my job to get the next patient and I couldn't walk down the step. I, I, I was up the top and he's like, what are you doing? My boss was like, what are you doing? I'm like, dude, I don't know how to fucking walk. Mm. And that scared, the, that scared the shit out of me. So I got an MRI 
long story short, I found out that I had a congenital brain condition that was turning me into a paraplegic. Wow. Yeah, and that's what this this brain condition was like my brain was too big for my head and it was trying to find space so it was squashing trying to get down into my spinal cord and it was blocking all the juice that's running up your spine and into your brain to make movement happen so freely yeah. um, and so what it was also doing was creating these tumors in my spine that was severing my nerve conduction which is why the chronic pain was there and that's why I couldn't walk down the set of stairs that day yeah. so um, this is when I guess my spirit was like blacked out yeah. um, all time low all time low all yeah. time low had the brain surgery um, within six weeks was told that I'd be in chronic pain forever and that I just had to manage it so I was on even higher dose meds and they put me on antipsychotics which try to reroute the nerve so you don't experience pain but that just like my god I hated life like I was dark depressed I was a fucking bitch yeah. to people I was such a bitch I was overweight I didn't want to get up didn't move my body uh, and within that time period I guess this is where you know that that notion of the spirit that I talk about just didn't exist and I was just in my ego unconscious fuck the world fuck life there's no bloody good thing in this life I want out. Yeah. So that was the big process, I guess, that uh, either I, I saw two roads and one road was get me fucking out of this planet mm. and the other road was I don't think I've tried everything. And that's when I met a professor of neurology who um, was talking to me about neuroplasticity um, retraining the brain, imagination, visualization, um, you know, and just uh, like, I guess, envisioning something that isn't in your life right now, but training your brain to, to go after it anyway. And he said to me, it's an invisible prescription I want you to take. There's no hard pills here. Um, it's like the matrix. I was, I was swallowing the red pill, the truth pill, mm -hmm. that I had this power in me to um, overcome what I had experienced for eight years, which was chronic pain. And within 10 months of visualization, meditation every fucking day and stopped taking the medication, that's when my spirit came to life. That's when I lost weight. That's when it was I was moving my body. I was running. I was going to Pilates because I wasn't doing any of that. Um, and within 10 months, this chronic pain had just fucking gone. And I was happy and I was free and that's that's what I had visualized in my head me being free to do whatever the fuck I want mm. and after that I was 24 then I just thought what have I unleashed <laughs> what have I unlocked and whatever yeah. it is I want more I want to know what more I want I want to know what more I can visualize and that's what then got me on the path of I need to share this with the world outside of nursing this is I guess when I was in high school mm. that I want to like do psychology, but not psychology. This is when that stuff kind of birthed, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so the, the, the long answer to your very short question, that's when my ego started to play out of like, oh, who the fuck do you think you are? Yeah. You can't run a business. You're not an entrepreneur. You don't know how to make money. You're shit with money. You're a, piece of, you're a worthless piece of shit. 
Um, you don't know how to fucking get clients. You don't have a, a network base. So all those thoughts were there. Mm. But um, there was something in me that just said, I'm going for it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever you put into your mind, like what thoughts you say, yeah. it controls you. I was at this event and this guy was speaking about how his grandma like went straight into hospital and she got told she only had 60 days to live. Mm. The doctor didn't tell the grandma, but told the son. And the son said, you do not say that to my grandmother. Like she's going to live, you know? Wow. And just kept saying like positive thoughts, positive thoughts. She ended up living for another 10 years. Wow. Like if the doctor had told her, yep. she would have given up. It's like yep. you just give up, you know, yep. you only got 60 days. Installing that positivity, keep installing, you know, mm. take day by day. Absolutely. And I guess, you know, I, I the surgeon that did my surgery, um, he, I guess, sold me that you'll be in pain forever. And when you're mm. impressionable, uh, you believe it. Yeah. And then you think, fuck, is this really, is this really what I want to believe? Is this really how I want to go about the rest of my life? And I'm just super grateful that there was another, you know, professor out there who just, who he gave me a, a pill of hope yeah. you know and when you when you take it it's 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 mind-blowing the shit that takes place definitely yeah and um now i know another decision that had a really big like positive effect on your life getting rid of toxic relationships and all that kind of mm. stuff was getting rid of the alcohol the drugs yeah. can you tell us a little bit about that and how it's um shaped you into the person you are today stuff that really stemmed from a, pa a place of people pleasing yeah uh, i didn't want to miss out i didn't want to have fomo i i wanted people to like me i wanted to feel accepted and i wanted to belong and the group that i was belonging to were people who were going out and taking pills um and that was just what i did so as as that um i guess that brain surgery moment that was like an uh, the that was an anchor for me to you know go beyond the the me that i was living mm. so that's when i started to think like what what else do i want and one of those things was i just don't want to put shit in my body anymore i done i've done that through all the medication that i've taken through the drugs that i've taken i don't want to smoke cigarettes anymore um, and I just, I used to drink to just, you know, get smashed. Um, and I didn't yeah. like the feeling of it. And so this new vision for myself was, I just want to feel fresh. I want to feel good. But the, the hard part of that was that the, the people that I had like hung around were still wanting to do the stuff that they were wanting to do. So growing out of that was a real pain for me, pain to my ego that was like, you gotta belong, dude. You gotta people please, you gotta be accepted, you gotta be liked. Um, otherwise you'll be out in the world on your own. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't really realize is I guess that better part of me knew that there was a tribe on the other side that were like, fucking come and play with us. But there was a growing pain period where I, I felt really alone. I felt like, am I gonna be alone forever? Is this the right decision? Do, do I think that I'm better than these people? Because people would often say like, fucking just loosen up, cat. Just have a drink, just have yeah. a dart, just have a pill, just have a line. Yeah. And I really didn't want to, but to be honest, there were sometimes I did to like, a, oh, fuck it, fine, I just will. Mm. But how that, how that's really changed for me now is I do have a tribe around me that live on that level. Um, 
and I've, I've had to be okay with letting go of some friends and some people that um, were for that period of time. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or lessen the time that I hang out with people who still want to partake in that, but they are good people. They are my good mates, mm. but I just lessen the amount of time that I hang out with that, which I have to be prepared for, you know, um, little little stabs, little little yeah. comments from people, yeah. and I'm, I'm just okay with that now. Um, and it just means that I get to meet, you know, new people and, and legends like yourself. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so if anyone's out there maybe thinking of, you know, giving up drinking, what would be like maybe a little step that you'd give them maybe like 30 days no drinking or just way to sort of get out of the you rut know, that they maybe in? Yeah, I guess, look, for me, in terms of that, I guess it takes 21 days to create a new habit, but it takes 63 days to lock that in. Mm. I guess when it came to me for drinking drugs and um, smoking, I, I never had like a plan of 21 days or 63 days. It was more of, I just got really fucking sick of feeling shit, you know? And I think everyone's going to go through that specific journey for themselves where they're like, I fucking, I, I did that to fit in last night. So if anyone out there is listening, it's more about why do you feel you need to do it when you don't want to do it? It's asking those self-inquiry questions. What's driving you to do it in the moment? Is it to fit in? Is it to feel like, you know, you're a part of the gang or you're a part of the crew or you feel awkward or you can't be bothered listening to someone's banter back to you? You know, are you doing it for someone else or, um, you know, really at the end of the day, it's got to be for you. Mm. So... You know what I'll say with that it's a growing it's a growing pain it'll hurt yeah. you know it'll suck and you'll give in and that's okay you know um, but eventually you're gonna get it you're gonna get sick and tired of living your life for something else or for someone else um, and so you've got to know why you want to actually give that up for me it was to feel fresh and to feel good yeah. so when you have that idea of what do you want versus what are you doing and what are you why are you fulfilling that kind of hole through mm. smoking drugs or cigarettes then there's going to be a battle between what you want and what you're doing and i always believe that when you know what you want eventually you'll just get jack of what you're doing and you'll make the decision yeah exactly it yeah. will always be deep in you that you think you know you can yeah. get somewhere and then eventually there'll be yeah. like a tipping point. a tipping point that's yeah. the word that's the word for me it was getting kicked out of the nightclub <laughs> <laughs> I got kicked out of the nightclub and that's, yeah, that was yeah. my tipping point. I woke up that morning, I was like, I need to Enough. take a long, hard look at myself, yeah. you know? And most sadly, most of the time it does take a tipping point. I know, you know? I know, you yeah. You can get told like all this advice, but... A hundred percent. You've got to experience it. you got to have... Sometimes we have to learn through the lows <laughs> and I think eventually when you're on the path, you don't feel like you have to learn through the lows anymore. You just mm. keep up-leveling. Yeah. But yeah, one of those for me was getting kicked out of Revolver, yeah, which yeah. is like the dirtiest place in Melbourne. Yeah, wow. <laughs> where everyone gets like... They know to go there to get mangled and yeah. to get kicked out of there, yeah. I must to being disgusting yeah well that was essentially the same as me so my best mate owns the nightclub <laughs> yeah. and I still got kicked out oh my so, god wow um, yeah so I was yeah I was just like I think I was falling asleep on one of the things like I was punch drunk it was shocking oh yuck but oh well anyway yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> oh well do yeah. bigger and better things <laughs> yeah, that's it. we'll move on yeah. um, so let's talk about zero fucks and yeah. how that all started because when it first caught my eye um 
Shout out to Toddy and Trent. Um, yeah, four forty boys. Con- yeah, for getting us in contact. Um, I was like, what is this? Like, it just looks very, you know, out there. Like, the straight away, the word just makes you want to, you know, go reach your goal, whatever it may be. Like, yep. what was the whole basis around it? Um, so where it started for me, when I was yeah. 25, I broke up with my boyfriend of six years and I was like, oh my God, I don't like to be single because <laughs> I wasn't like, I didn't know how to be on my own. Yeah. I was a relationship hopper. Yeah, okay. So um, after like, six months or maybe even nine months of like relationship after relationship just ending after six weeks i was yeah. like oh my god the fucking common denominator is me yeah. i think i need to find myself mm-hmm. so i went to my, my one of my like teachers or gurus whatever you want to call them um told me about this dance event in melbourne it's like a dance night a dance class where you go turn up for two hours and you just dance freely so i just thought fuck it i'm gonna say yes in the space, I guess, where you are now. You know, you just say yes to new shit. <laughs> so I rocked up, paid my 20 bucks, walked in. I'm like, what a fucking bunch of weirdos, right? It was a bit more on the hips, hippie, hipster oh, yeah, wagon. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought, oh, my God, this is the worst thing ever. I was judging the people there. I was judging, the pe- judging my teacher who sent me there. But everyone was dancing. You know, they were letting loose. They were letting go. And there was this 20-minute period where I just wasn't moving and I thought oh my god I have to fucking do something right now either I have to leave or I have to just get into this and I just said to myself fuck it just go yeah anyway like go was in dance yeah so fell in love with it I, I it was like my spirit came back to life through that process and I went back every week for six weeks and then I was sort of like, thank you, done my job. Now I can just do this at home. Yeah. So it became a part, de- free dance became a part of my life because I've always danced since I was little. Yeah, okay. And I just did it at home, chucked on music. If I was in a fucking shit mood, angry mood, I'd just turn on the music that would match that and dance it out. Mm-hmm. So through this whole process of visualization, meditation and all the rest, over a year and a half ago, um, I was visualizing one of my choices to create wealth and abundance through my creative expressions. That was my choice. Yeah. And the the action that I was guided to take was to dance. And I was like, hmm? how can I create wealth and abundance through dance? That doesn't make sense. I was like, fuck, if I got to become a stripper, <laughs> do I need to like learn pole dancing? Yeah. I was like, no, 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 no. So... I just went up to my little loft space and I just started dancing like I would usually do. Yeah. And then this little voice in me said, just record it. And I was like, yeah, chuck my phone on, recorded it. Never recorded it before. It was always my own little ritual. Was dancing. Yeah. Doing my thing. And then after I did it, this another the little voice in me, which which I call intuition, yeah. um, was like post it. Because I had my Instagram following then and I was mm. like, mm, nah. I was like, no, the ego was like, no, you look like a dick. It wasn't good enough, yada, yada, yada. So 20 minutes I was like battling with myself. And once again, just thought, fuck it, just post it, just post it. So it was a Tuesday, happened to be a Tuesday. I thought, let's get creative with this. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of saying, fuck it right now. So that's literally zero fucks Tuesday came out of just whacking a few words together and the hashtag got created ZF Tuesday, Mm -hmm. put it up and then people were like loving it. They were like, oh my God, I wish I could do that or I do that, but I'd never record it and I'd never post it. I wish I could. And then people then said, I can't wait till next Tuesday. And I said to Steve, my fiance, like, what the fuck? What do you mean? 
Uh, they want me to come and do this next Tuesday. So anyway, the whole movement started created. I started showing up every Tuesday, dancing, letting go. Mm-hmm. After about six weeks, people started sending in their videos. And I was like, hmm, wow. what the hell is this? Yeah. So it became a movement that I had no fucking idea what it was going to become. Weeks went by, more weeks went by, months went by. And like way more people started sending in their videos, tagging people, challenging people. And then someone said to me, you should run a live event. I was like, fuck that.com. <laughs> no way. That is awkward. Like yeah. no one's going to drink. Who's going to come? Yada, yeah. yada, yada. Anyway, my ego played up for a bit. And then I just said, fuck it. I'll do it. Yeah. Ran it on a rooftop in Melbourne. It was pissing down, raining that day. And 150 people rocked up, paid 20 bucks for this event and rocked their jocks off. Yeah. And that was like, you know, that whole choice of creating wealth and abundance for my creative expressions. I was like, holy shit. That was like, that just happened. Mm. So then people were like, when's the next one? And I was like, what are you talking about? Do you mean I have to run more of this shit? So something new that this was going to be bigger than you know, Mount Kosciuszko ran more events. Then, you know, Sydney wanted it, other states wanted it. And so now it's become a national tour of live events, which is what you experienced last night. And the movement is now, it's a global social media movement that like, it's the people's movement now. I just show up and activate the spirit of it. Yeah. And everyone's just, you know, they're rocking it. Yeah, it's like yeah. a snowball effect. Whoa, it's a snowball effect. Yeah, and yeah. Um, for anyone listening, so it was probably like my first time like really dancing, like getting into it since like clubbing. Like, yeah. And that's been like six or eight months. So it was like a cool feeling to do that in front of everyone and everyone was just like getting into the vibe. Yeah. No judging. Nah. All nah. the egos were out the door yeah. as soon as they come in. Yeah. And it was pretty funny. Like, me and my, I was with a mate yeah. and we walk up and... um. I had no, no clue what was going to happen. And we're walking. We're like, oh, yeah, we'll walk in. We'll probably be like, you know, maybe the 50th person coming in. Yeah. And I see we're the first people. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. No, and I saw your big smile. And that just nah. straight away made me feel at ease. So I think that's another thing, you know. Yeah. Just that, that energy that you want to put across. Yeah. And getting that out there. And that's yeah. why people just keep catching on to it. Because I think, um, especially in social media, it's, everyone takes it a bit too serious. Oh, my God, you know? I know. I know. Like, and I think you, with the ZF Tuesdays, yeah. it just chucks all that out the window. It lightens it up. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. So um, next week, I'm going to do it. Yes! I'm going to do it. I'm yes! going to commit to it from yes! now on. Yes, 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 yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. But, you know, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Put itself out yeah. there. Yeah. And it is so cool that you yeah. rock up to a space that you like it's the space of a nightclub but it's not in a nightclub no. but there's no booze no. there's you're, you're in comfy active wear people are actually smiling at you yeah. and everyone is okay just dancing in dancing with one another no one's hitting on one another no. and it's just like oh fuck i get to express myself with other people and a community and you know what's even better last night um someone was in brisbane who couldn't get there in the end and someone flew from sydney to brisbane was driving to gold coast for it and i put the word out and she's like i'll pick her up so these you know communities 
get created or friendships get created from I guess a a pure intention event so it's it's so much more than just dancing yeah 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 Um, and I understand that uh, what's the next step for like ZF Tuesdays? Are you gonna try and like go worldwide, or yeah. are you creating? I saw that you created an app. Is it? Yes. So yeah. So ZF Tuesday, there I, I have no doubt there'll be a global tour in like major cities of the world. Yeah. Um, I will put feelers out to ZF Tuesday ambassadors. Yeah. Okay. So I can't. I can't be everywhere. No. But that's the thing. people can. I guess run this in their community who yeah. have the ZF Tuesday yeah. spirit, yeah. Um, so that communities can still feel it, even though I'm not there. Yeah. So that's the vision for ZF Tuesday uh, and running now. I guess my intention is to run mass events like five hundred thousand, two thousand people event, yeah, wow. where it's just like let's bring as many legends together to to really you know bring that that epic energy. Yeah. Um, so that's the vision for for me in ZF Tuesday and the app so that's my meditation app Mm -hmm. um, which is called the tribe I've had a a meditation platform for a while which is video based but now this is an official app Um, and it's a you know I guess my style of meditation it's relaxed but it's fucking deep it's it makes you hold space for yourself to ask the big questions that we really want to ask but we're afraid to ask so it's meditations that are based on self-inquiry because I believe that if you're in a space where you can ask good questions of yourself, hard questions too, mm-hmm. you will get an answer that will, and usually an empowered answer that may be hard to take action upon, but you'll hopefully be inspired to take empowered action to make your life better. And that's really, I guess, the space where um, I take with meditation. Yeah. More than just making you calm. It's like getting in fucking deep. Yeah, like asking some questions because I know I read this book, Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. And there was one question like really rocked me, like tried to, you know, really think about what I actually, what was my defining purpose and like what was my mission? Mm. And those type of questions you don't get asked at, you know, university, you don't get asked nah. everyday life. Yeah. And when you do ask them, then every day you feel like, you know, what am I doing? Mm-hmm. You just remind yourself what your mission is yep. and you just got to do the daily steps every single day. Yep. And that's how you grow and that's how you become the person you, you want to be. Yep. Yeah, and, for real. Yeah. So can you tell us a little bit about how meditation has, you know, helped you sort of grow into the person? Because I know there'll be some people listening that yeah. might have tried meditation. Yeah, I know. I know. in and out of it. Because I, I know when I first did it, I fell out of it. Yeah. But I like started listening to guided meditation. I yeah. did someone telling me like, yeah. oh yeah, your mind's probably wondering right yep. now, which it did. Yeah. And just like focus on your breathing. Yep. So is that what you sort of do? Or more so like when you're doing the meditation, it's um, you'll ask a question throughout it. So you just constantly think about that thought instead of having other things run through your yeah. mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I guess how meditation has helped me where it really came about was way back in the brain surgery recovery period um, that uh, that yeah really helped me I guess um, understand the power of meditation um, what I guess I do is I get people into the I guess the state mm-hmm. to meditate which is basically you know listen to the sounds, what can you smell, use all your senses to bring you into the present. 
And then yes, you know, hey, your, your mind's gonna wander off, who gives a shit? Just come back through your senses. And then, um, you know, I guess my, my uh, intention is to get you into your heart, okay. you know? So um, how I do that is I, I specifically use emotive music that wants that 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 almost wants to make you cry you know mm. um the way that i question things or just even just the pace of not like trying to change my voice but slowing everything down and then there's gaps in the in in between questions that get you to like hear your heart and feel your heart yeah you know that's that's really i guess the way that i do it yeah um so yeah, it's about getting people into the state and then when they're in that state to ask those questions. And usually when you've got them in that state and those questions are going, then you're starting to, you know, get into that rhythm of, of, of answering those questions. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, definitely yeah. does. Amazing. Yeah. So the last segment, it's all things personal development. Yep. So little habits that you do every single day yep. that basically ensure that you perform to you know optimal level yep. and all that kind of stuff. Yep. So um, do you have a morning routine? Mm-hmm. And if so, if sometimes you, know, you might sleep in or something might happen, how do you then, do you have a backup morning routine if something like that does happen? So my morning routine is I'll wake up and I'll usually like want to stick the bird up to the world and I can't be fuck living the day, right? So I I actually, I, um, I recorded a podcast about this, an episode on my podcast about yeah. I don't wake up happy because I don't. I wake up yeah. like, ugh, ugh, <laughs> I gotta do, I gotta do it. I gotta do it today. I gotta today. show up today. I gotta show up today. So... I wake up in that state and part of my morning routine is acknowledging that I'm in that state and that's okay. So I'm waking up in my shit Mm -hmm. and I'm cool with that because my next step is I go and move my body. So I'll go to yoga or F45 or I'll go for a run or take my dog for a a walk along the beach. I'll always move my body, which is a must for me Mm because usually when I'm, I'm moving my body, I'm out of my head. Yeah. So once I've moved my body, then I'll come home. Then I'll usually take my dog for a walk because I'll either go to F45 or yoga. Yeah. And then I make my choices. And by that, I mean I have very specific choices, usually seven to eight choices that are like my guiding lights. Basically, it's it's a choice around um, my purpose, my, you know, speaking on the world stage, writing, um about my family, about friendships, whatever, about my health, right? Very specific choices. And every morning after I've moved my body, I will sit down, I'll play that emotive music and I will tune into that choice and get into the vibe, the energy. So I'm like filling my brain and rewiring my brain that that's what we're fucking going for. And this is a writing process that I do too. It takes about five, 10 minutes. And then I'll ask myself whilst I'm in that, like, oh my gosh, that's my life state. I'll ask myself, what have I got to do today to bring that to life? And then I'll usually get an answer through the mode of intuition. And then I'll know, all right, cool. That's that's what I've got to do today. Sometimes it's a very um, physical thing. Sometimes it's more of a, I've got to embody that thing. Um, and that's my morning setup. I think I'm going to change my mind. <laughs> I was lost in awe just how you 
express that and how you sort of spoke yeah. about it and you could just see that that's what you do every single morning every single morning and it was cool that you spoke about how you know you don't wake up you know feeling no nah. i don't want to do any of it yeah no nah. none of it no no changing your state to get into the person you are yeah bright bubbly yep. person that everyone wants to see and yep. they need in their life so yep. amazing yeah um, yeah <laughs> yep 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 um so if you could go back to one day um in your whole lifetime and just maybe soak it up a bit more and take a time machine back there mm. what day would it be and why and right. soak it up a bit more. Yeah, so maybe you're a bit, you didn't take it um, for granted, uh, you took it a bit too much for granted and um, you weren't as grateful for the moment, but you look back on it and you're like, wow, I want to maybe just go back there and. Mm. Um, wow, that's a really good question. What's the first thing that comes to my mind? Well, I've like, hang on, let me think. First thing that, okay. The, what I took for granted um, was the amount of support that, it's not even a specific time, the amount mm. of support that I had from my parents yeah, okay. that I did not acknowledge. Yeah. I always thought they were a pain in the fucking ass. They were writing my case, like get away where I was always like, my dad's always working, like, oh, he doesn't care about us. Mm. If I could if I could go back to really, I guess, my teen years, um, I would have been way more grateful for the things that my parents did. I didn't take any, um, yeah, notice of it. It was like I expected it. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. It's funny how you say that and uh, I feel like I'm going through that right now. Like, mm. just sort of take a lot for granted and yep. but they really do care about it. Oh my god. Life. They've worked their ass off and they you yeah. know, they we, we're always looking like they don't hug me or they don't love me or yeah. it's like they're 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 working their butt off to provide a life for us, you know. Mm. Um so yeah, that's that's definitely it. Yeah, amazing. Um and what has been your biggest like breakthrough? Might have been a limiting belief, you know, yeah. you smash that. <laughs> my, look, my limiting beliefs, I, I, our limiting beliefs are always there. Yeah. So I guess what... Um, maybe acknowledging it, you know, that it is a limiting Yeah, belief. it's, I think actually my biggest breakthrough is knowing that my limiting beliefs are always going to be there and I can still fucking go for the shit that I'd love to go for that yeah. they can be there, right? Because for a lot of my years, I was like, I have to get rid of my limiting beliefs and then I will be awesome. And then I can go and do my dreams where it was like, oh my God, no, I don't even have to spend another fucking second mm. trying to get rid of these limiting beliefs. I can let them be there and still think that I'm not good enough, still think that I'm not worthy, still think that I, I don't belong in the world and that I'm a piece of shit, and that I can't get it done whilst getting it fucking done yeah you know what i mean because if say for example the zero fucks tuesday national tour if i waited for all of those beliefs to be gone i wouldn't fucking be doing what i'm doing now no. in i think the biggest breakthrough is i can just bring that shit along with me yeah and still rock the jocks off the world you know yeah 
And I think another thing is, um, how I was listening to one of your podcasts and you talk about how you change um, words. Yeah. For example, you know, instead of I'm suffering from anxiety, I have experienced it. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about that and how maybe someone who's maybe fear of public speaking or fear mm. of, you know, asking that girl on a date, yeah. how if they can just switch it around of yeah. not maybe a fear, but, you know, I'm experiencing it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a part of life. Exactly. And that's the thing. We, I think in terms of the whole mental health realm, it's like, anxiety is bad we must get rid of it mm. how can we get rid of it so that we don't experience it again i think which is it's 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 such a huge thing to mm. then then you're like putting all your focus on anxiety to get out of anxiety you know whereas i think it's it's okay to experience it it's it's normal as the human fucking experience so alongside anxiety you can still experience it and almost voice it and like if you're if you want to ask that girl out or that guy out it's like oh my god i'm so nervous right now but i'd really love to ask you out you know i yeah. said that to steve yeah when him and i were on and off and on and off and on and off and i was guided to just say just tell him you fucking love him and i remember we went for a walk i'm like oh i'm so scared to say this right now because i was experiencing anxiety and fear yeah. of rejection yeah yeah and I just said, but you know what? I like, I am so goddamn in love with you. I'm in yeah. love with you. And I've wanted to tell you for six months, but I didn't want to look like a psycho, <laughs> right? Funnily enough, he just patted me on the back and he was like, thanks, mate. <laughs> I was like, wow, that, that's rejection. But a month later, the dude comes back and he's like, I've been in love with you since the day I met you, you know? Uh, so but then we got together. But yeah. it's that thing of... You know, I think if we if if we can just re re look at it, mm. anxiety and sadness is normal. It's when we let it roll on for too long, and yeah. when we think it's bad, or when we think we have to get rid of it, that that's when the life and the cool shit that we want to do doesn't get lived. Mm. Then the focus is just on I must get rid of anxiety. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah have it there it's okay to have it there i'm anxious i said it last night mm. if before everyone came i'm like oh my god i'm so anxious who gives a fuck i can still speak i can still dance yeah. i can still lead a meditation whilst yeah. it's there yeah, okay. and then the relationship is different yeah with it and just sharing and telling people you know yeah and all that the, it, it makes people feel like oh so she experiences it too. If she experiences it and still doing this cool shit, maybe I could do it rather than I bet you she's always in a good state. Fuck no. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, so my last question, or well, two more questions, but one of my last questions is, what is your defining purpose? My defining, what is it? Your major purpose, not the fine. Yeah, 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 no, that's all right. I'm like, well, no, my, my major purpose is to bring people's souls back to life. Mm -hmm. if, if, you know, if I was in an elevator and someone says, what, what are you doing here? It is to bring people's souls, spirit, essence, back to life through the different modalities, Zero Fucks Tuesday, coaching, training, meditation, um, the intention, the purpose is yeah. there's, there's a life inside of you that I want to fucking tickle, <laughs> you know, and get in, like yeah. be that worm yeah, yeah. Um, to bring it to life, to activate it. Yeah. Yeah. And just 
turn everyone into the shining stars. Hundred percent. Yeah. Seriously, to and and however that looks for that person, yeah, exactly. doesn't have to be a you know you're you're a huge star, you know, like a mm. you know, it can be just you freely expressing yourself, um, yeah. without like you know limitation that can be your shining star definitely you know it's just like everyone's got their (laughs) own little definition of what they mean to be successful correct whatever they want yeah 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 definitely um so lastly if you had to give any advice to sort of anyone uh any aspiring entrepreneurs or anyone who's really trying to you know unleash their little golden star in them what would be one or two pieces of advice you'd give them i guess um it really is don't give up on the vision of whatever it is you're wanting to express out of you mm-hmm. whether it's your truth whether it's your health whether it's a, a business whether it's whatever do not give up on the vision but be prepared to adapt the plan yeah. you have to be prepared to adapt the plan and also too you got to eat fucking shit along the way you must be prepared to fail mm-hmm. and fail forward you know, on the the reason why I'm successful is because I'm prepared to fail yeah. every fucking day. So, whatever you want, don't fucking give up on it. Yeah. But yeah, be prepared to adapt. If you if you keep butting up against the same thing and you're like, why can't I move forward? You know, what I believe to be the most powerful thing is when you can tune into yourself and connect into yourself mm-hmm. and get that that next best step guidance to fulfilling that vision Uh, and it might just be a few degrees different to what you're currently doing but it'll make a whole whole um you know i guess different outcome yeah amazing yep well it's been a pleasure having you on today thank you i thoroughly enjoyed it thank you thank you energy bringing (laughs) life into the podcast i'm sure people on the other side of the (laughs) phone are definitely you know feeling alive getting ready to chase whatever their dream is so i hope so it's been an absolute privilege having you on thanks legend no problem boom boom how good was that guys cat did not disappoint i don't know about you guys but when i was replaying this episode it would have been yesterday I just felt so happy listening to it. I was just smiling um, and I was feeling good. So if this podcast did make you feel good and, you, and you've and you left it feeling a bit inspired, please, it mean the world if you could just take a screenshot, chuck it up on your Instagram story, tag myself and Kat. That'd be amazing. And if you want to see more of what Kat's doing, I'll leave a link below about her zero fucks movement and also any uh, social medias that you want to follow and just check on the description. And if you really loved it, it would mean the world if you could uh, rate the podcast on Apple uh, Podcast because it helps me grow this podcast. The more people that uh, potentially can get inspired by someone that they look up to, um, there's more people in the world doing what they love, which is at the end of the day, my mission to be that little spark be that spark for someone to um, go try that uh, new sport, that new idea, whatever it may be, and just go give it a real red-hot crack. So remember, guys, do something today. It's most self will thank you.